Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Starline by performer, contemporary dancer, model, and freelance dance artist. She's on tour with her dream job after attaining her BFA in dance at NYU's Tisch School for the Arts. Traveling around the country, coming to a city near you in Stomp, we welcome Madeline Jafari. Thank you for having me. Madeline, let's go beyond the mic. You first auditioned for this role while still in school and were cut in your second audition. How were your emotions after getting cut from your dream role that first time? You know, to be honest, I wasn't too upset because I was still in school and I had every intention to complete my degree. So I honestly knew I probably was going to be cut, um, but I wanted to go for it and see, you know, what the odds were, how close I could get. So I was just elated to make it through to the second round. I thought that was awesome. And I heard through the grapevine that I might have looked a little too young to be in the show. Um, So I just sort of accepted it as that. But then honestly, it sort of slipped from my mind for a while. I got really focused on contemporary dance. So then it kind of shuffled back a little bit as a possible job. So it was kind of a surprise when it ended up falling in my lap again. What did you do increasing your confidence and your skills and talents to get where you are today? Hmm. Well, I think a lot of the skills that I utilize and stomp actually were developed from a pretty young age were developed, you know, in the middle school and high school years of doing a lot of tap dance and rhythmic things. I played steel drums for a bit in high school, stuff like that. Um, but then I think in college, even though it felt a little bit like I was deviating from the path, it was a lot of really experimental art and a lot of really contemporary art making. But I think that really grounded me in a sense of self and my own artistry. And so I was able to maybe walk into a room more confidently. Um, so it kind of rounded me out, you know. Your Instagram displays the confidence you have of your mind, body, soul and talent. You have developed such a powerful confidence around you now. How does this role change you from when you first started stomping to today? Well, and thank you for the compliment. Um, You know, I don't really feel like it's changed me too much, but I think it's just kind of reminded me of what it is I have to offer, what it is that's unique about me. Um, I think the people who end up in stomp are kind of part of this very weird niche group of people who can do this very specific skill set. And um, it's just sort of anchored me, honestly, in, in what it is I have. And, um, and it's kind of nice, you know, in terms of bragging rights. It's nice that I can, even though I'm a dancer, I can say I'm in this very percussion-heavy show, keeping up with these drummer boys. So that's, that's nice, too. <laughs> keeping up with those drummer boys. We'll talk about him later. Growing up, what did you want to be when you grew up? And what would you say to your eight-year-old self now? Mm, okay, well, eight years old... I probably still wanted to be a veterinarian. (laughs) Um, I loved animals. I was, you know, in fifth grade, I became vegetarian and um, was very active about that. Um, And then I probably wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I found dance. So probably maybe in like the eighth grade, I knew I wanted to dance. But um, my mom was a performer. So I was very super saturated with the arts growing up. And I think eight-year-old me probably knew she was bound for being on stage. Um, but I'm proud of eight-year-old me. That, that's right around when I started dancing. Um, so I'm proud of her for sticking with it. Madeline, what percentage of your performance daily is made up on the fly and how much of it is planned? 
Um, it really varies, I guess, from performer to performer. Um, there's a lot of room within the show to improvise, but I will say I think the dancers in the show tend to stick to kind of more similar content than maybe some of the drummers do. They're a little more adventurous with improvising. But um, on any given night, I'd maybe say 15 to 20% of the show is improvised amongst the whole cast. Um, and I'm challenging myself now that I'm in my third year with Stomp. I'm, I'm challenging myself to improvise more and more. Madeline Jafari from Stomp joins us beyond the mic, and it's time for the Rocking Eight. Madeline, all this is is eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever complete reading a love letter to Texas women? Yeah, I have read that. Will I-35 ever be finished with construction in Austin? Uh, I hope not if it means expanding it. Favorite Halloween costume growing up? Oh, I did the um, the Wicked Witch of the, I guess it's the West, the, the one that the house falls on. I made like a cardboard house and then had the stockings and the slippers. That's cool. Oh, that was a pretty good one. What's the first thing you'll always break a diet for? Uh, a warm chocolate chip cookie. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have to have ice cream or not? <laughs> um, probably with, without. Favorite drink that isn't a Shiner beer? <laughs> Um, I'm a tequila girl at heart, so probably probably a really good spicy margarita. Madeline, what's the best thing about a Persian woman? Ooh, um, I'm very apt to sit on the floor, and that's really good for your joints. <laughs> How about your favorite piece of jewelry? Um, I have a lot of my grandmother's gold jewelry, so currently I'm sporting her wedding band and some old rings and necklaces of hers on mostly most days, so love those. I know you love to do it. What's the best thing about composting? <laughs> um, I've, I love composting. It's easy. I think that's the best thing. It's just so easy. We should all be doing it. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app. She's on the national tour of Stomp. Madeline Jafari joins us beyond the mic for the back half. Madeline, who are you the closest to, other than the boy, on the cast? I see. Yes, I am dating someone on the cast, so that would be an easy answer. Hmm. We have a very delightful castmate named Sean, and I think we, we're both Geminis. I think we, we bond in a unique way. On the outside, we do not seem similar at all, but I think we kind of have this soul connection. So what's your first thing you look for when you get into a new town? Mm-hmm. Probably secure Thai or Indian food options, especially if it's open late for after the show. Those keep me afloat. So what's your typical Thai order? Either basil fried rice or Penang curry. So who's the best cook in your family? Oh, me. Really? (laughs) I'm really, I'm the only cook. There's not a lot of cooking. Actually, we were big. We loved going out to eat growing up. So um, we always knew what was happening in the Austin restaurant scene. So honestly, I'm kind of the only one who's really taken to cooking. I always ask stars in theater to tell me the story. When they got the call, they got the job. Mm -hmm. Tell me about yours. Yeah, that was a very exciting moment. Um, Why? Well, I auditioned in 2021, so we were sort of coming out of the the pandemic, or at least kind of the quarantine days of the pandemic. Um, and this audition was the first one I had gone to since being masked up. And um, and I had, in a way, kind of at least spiritually given up on dancing to some degree. I was like, you know, maybe it's just not going to happen. I think the pandemic just gave me a lot of time to focus on other stuff, which honestly I was very fulfilled by. Um And so I was just sort of shifting my perspective in that way. And I thought maybe I'd move home to Texas. I thought I'd wanted to be more 
you know, surrounded by nature, things like that. But it really reinvigorated me to go to that audition. And I was so wanting it. And um, yeah, I got a call from our, our lovely boss, Roberta. And she, with just kind of this calm confidence, said, you got it. And it was just such a delight. Um, of course, my mom was who I called immediately. She's, she's the best stage mom possible. She's not pushy. She's just very passionate. And she was so thrilled to hear the news. Tell me about your mom and her history with the arts and how that helped nurture your love of the arts. Well, she raised me on her own and was just such a powerhouse mama. And um, she did a lot of acting at Zach Theater in Austin. So I was kind of living under a dressing room table a lot growing up, just hanging out and watching her put on her wig and helping her with quick changes. I was very involved a lot. They would kind of use me almost as like a unpaid stagehand a lot growing up. So I think I was just so spoiled in a way. I was around theater and seeing theater all the time. So I think it kind of just made it the inevitable that I'd end up here too. Madeline, how does dancing for your soul? Mm, I think so many things. Um, I love music. I think actually at the end of the day, music is more important to me in a way than movement is, but movement is just such a great vehicle for connecting with music. I think dance also really connects me to my breath. That's something we all could use a little bit more, some really great, conscientious, um, deep breathing. And I think then just community. I think you have to be so aware as a dancer, um, just, you know, literally, spatially, but then also energetically. And I think just to be able to be in community, be part of an ensemble, that is that is huge for me. And of course, Stomp is such an ensemble show. What's your favorite music you enjoy listening to now? Mm, it really... For better or for worse, Spotify has kind of ruined my um, the way I listen to music. I really bop around a lot. I'm not good at really committing to an artist, but um, I am a big fan of early jazz. I love some Billie Holiday, um, any like kind of Cole Porter or Gershwin song I'm really into, or anything Chet Baker would do, I, I find a lot of solace in. You made a list of jobs you needed to get for you to remain in New York. Stop was number one on the list. Mm -hmm. I want to know, what was the rest of the shows on the list, mm -hmm. and are they still around? Well, funny enough, I feel like the rest of the list, most of these things don't exist anymore. There's, um, there's a lovely choreographer, Kate Weir, and she has now moved to North Carolina, so she doesn't really produce work in the city anymore, but I did get to work with her um, two years ago, so kind of checked that off in a way as well. Um, there's also a company called Shen Wei Dance Arts um, that has sort of since disbanded but then I would say the other two were probably Sleep No More, which is a really amazing show in New York that has actually just announced its closing. But my very best friend is in the show right now, so I feel like we got close. <laughs> um, and then probably just a Broadway show, which I think is hopefully the next move. When you walked into the studio for Stop the first time, you might have said, I belong here. I deserve this. But then you have those moments where you go, what do I get myself into? Did you? <laughs> yeah, I think that was a really shared experience. Um, we we trained for the show at the Orpheum Theater in the East Village in New York. Um, the show closed there a year ago, but um, that already is a lot of pressure. You're on the stage learning the material. Um, we had the creators of the show there with us. One of the creators, Luke Cresswell, was there training us and watching us and intimidating us. Um, 
I was a little in over my head. It was a lot, a lot of really dense content, some of which these, you know, master's students in percussion could sort of knock out right away. And it took me a little longer. Um, had a lot of at-home homework. And at the time, I lived on the third floor, so I'm sure I was bothering a lot of people down below me <laughs> learning all the content for the show. Um, but we sort of, we all bonded. We, we joke sometimes, maybe it was trauma bonding, but I think it was really just bonding, um, learning the material, because it was really a lot, and we had to help each other out a lot. Um, and my current partner, he was also training for the show at the same time, and I remember him helping me quite a bit, because he is also one of those people who's an expert in percussion, so having those people having my back was very important. You leave everything on the stage every night, your heart, your soul, and sweat. Where do you draw your strength from? Hmm, it depends. I think, especially these days, like we're, we're moving around from city to city pretty quickly. And so we're all pretty zapped um, for energy. There, there are some castmates, I think, who a lot of times really inspire me. Um, there's one man in particular, Carrie. He's just, to me, he's the best dancer in the entire universe. And he's always just challenging me, kind of giving me little inspiration backstage or kind of asking me, okay, what are we going to do here? You know, kind of come up with some some new hijinks, new, new fun to bring to a number, um, things like that really help. But then especially if there's someone I know in the audience, like my mom was just here recently seeing the show. I have some friends seeing the show this weekend. That will, that will definitely give me a big boost. It's Madeline Jafari from Stomp, and she joins us beyond the mic for the back half. Who outside Stomp inspires you and gives you new perspective? Frida Kahlo is a big inspiration for me. Of course, I'll never meet her, but I think the way she just really such a trailblazer and um and just owned all of her i guess you know maybe people would call them weaknesses or different things but she just turned them into her power i think that is so inspiring um and there's some really beautiful choreographers that are making work in europe right now that i think um just really remind me how um how visual our art form is especially now that it's you know we were looking at it on our tiny phone screens. Um, it's nice to be reminded like how you can just kind of be swept away with this art, even though it's this tiny little box, um, but they're making really cool art um, that crosses a lot of mediums. I like when that happens for sure. Madeline, how did the pandemic quarantine change the way you see your art? It really changed it. Honestly. Um, I was living almost a monastic life during the pandemic. I, I was with a partner at the time who was really committed with me and we, um, really plunged into our health and spiritual health. And I was meditating a lot and waking up with the sunrise and um, eating and living in a really specific way and kind of living very free of stimulation. So then it's very funny because now I'm in this position where we're eating at Waffle Houses and I'm sleeping in till noon and, you know, just a, and loud sounds and loud things. And, you know, it's just kind of couldn't be more polar opposite but I think I connected so strongly to my sense of peace how I can find that in moments of stress and so I think I'm able to come to my art from a place of balance and homeostasis and some some sense of that everything's going to work out in your career you concern yourself with noise but I want to know why is silence so powerful for you hmm Oh, it's really powerful. Um, well, it allows you a moment to reflect, I think, especially when you're watching a new piece of art or a new show you've never seen before. Those little in-between moments allow you to digest what's happening. Um, 
And if it were not, you know, if it were not for the silence, we wouldn't really appreciate these loud, bombastic, crazy, wild moments. Um, and I think feeling that pull of one extreme to the another is really powerful. Um, and I love the silent moments. I think especially as a dancer, we appreciate that kind of calm before the storm in a really potent way. So I, I appreciate those moments in the show and stomp, especially, um, especially cause we get to breathe a little bit, maybe too, in those moments of silence. Why should someone come and see you guys and stomp? Um, I think a lot of people don't realize it's a very funny show and there's no speaking, but there's quite a lot of comedy. Um, I think rooted in, you know, really kind of like true clowning kind of art, you know, not red nose kind of clowning, but true like street art clowning. Um, so that takes people by surprise and I think can be a really nice reprieve from kind of more of the intense gritty feelings of the show, or at least aesthetically. Um, but I think it's really cool that there's eight people on stage on any given night who are all just really different, really different visually, different um, musically with their skill sets. And we, you know, we choose our own costumes. We, we kind of, we have a lot of agency in the show. So I think people tend to, resonate with someone on stage no matter who's in the cast that night there's so many different unique voices on stage i think it's likely if you're in the audience you'll you'll find someone you want to connect with and kind of follow throughout the night madeline what message do you want kids who look up to you and stomp to get from you and your performance Mm, that they can do anything i think and that you know especially if they're resourceful i think you can make music out of anything you can you can have fun with a group of people no matter the situation you can find the art, you can find the catharsis, you know, you can find your people. Madeline Jafari from Stomp joins us beyond the mic, and we're going to sneak in a couple more. As you live in New York, what museum or art exhibits there have moved you the most? Hmm. Which museum? Well, I did make a move to the Upper East Side last summer, and so I'm very lucky to be about a 10, 15 minute walk from the Met, which is so grand and kind of daunting. Um, but to be able to casually stroll in there, if you're, you know, if you're a New York resident, you can pay what you can. So it's commonly known you pay a dollar and you walk into the Met, just being able to sit, um, at the foot of the temple of Dinder or amongst all the Greek and Roman statues, you know, they're, they're not really groundbreaking at this point, but just to sort of bask in that beauty and it just be in your neighborhood is sort of stunning and, and puts me, puts things in perspective, you know. Which teacher from either the Salzburg Experimental Academy of Dance, Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, or Ailey School inspired you the most? Oh, that's sweet to think about. There were so many beautiful teachers there. Um, wow, that's really hard to pick. Oh, um, you know, there was a teacher at Ailey who... I can't even remember the name of who I did this wonderful dance. We were all wearing orange, (laughs) but he was just so charming and really invited us to collaborate with him. And I think at a young age, that was very exciting that we, we were part of part of the process and that our, our vision was included. That was very special at the time as a teenager. Okay. I'm going to ask, how does traveling with drummer boy Declan (laughs) on tour help and or hurt your relationship? Yes, it's an interesting thing, the the showmance, as they say. Um, well, we, we started dating once we joined the show, so in a way, we don't really know 
what it's like to not be touring together. Um, that's sort of the basis for our relationship. But we do live together now and have had some summers in between where we're together not touring. But um, I think it'd be very hard to do the show without him. We um, just are there for each other all the time. And, you know, it's so nice to have someone to unwind with at the end of the day. I think it can become a little bit lonely and isolating on tour if you don't have a partner. Um, and we get to appreciate each other's strides and leaps at the show which is very cool we can cheer each other on from the wings what's the best and worst thing about new york fashion week oh man i mean i'm not really one to say i just performed in one show and as a dancer but i think it's cool when everyone comes to town for fashion week i think that's pretty exciting and there's lots of great um sidewalk sidewalk sartorial displays um that are very fun to catch but I think it can be a bit exclusive. I think the exclusivity of things like that are a bit unfortunate. So, you know, you win some, you some. <laughs> it's time for one big question with Madeline Jafari from Stompy on the mic. Madeline, talk about the freedom you have as a dancer and where does your mind go when you perform? Hmm. Yeah, I think freedom is something I'm definitely always relating to and re-relating to and trying to figure out my relationship to because um, especially as a dancer, when your tool is your own body, you can, it can get a little heady. Um, any criticism you have is really truly of yourself and it's very personal. Um, but then of course, at the end of the day, everything that I make and everything I have to stand for comes from my body and that's very empowering. So um I'm always trying to figure out how to be more free, at least early, how to convey that to uh, an audience. Um, I think to have more abandon is something I'm always striving for. Um, but I don't know, just something about, I mean, at this point, now that I'm a dancer and have been for so long, I can't not move my body. If I am sitting on a plane for too long. Like I have, I just have to release and move through my body. So I think I just experienced so much freedom in the sense that I, I really know how to take care of myself. After you reach your ultimate dream, you need new dreams. What's yours? As I alluded to before, I think, um, I think being in a Broadway show would be very cool. And to, to manifest it specifically, I think being an original Broadway cast would be very cool. There's a lot of new work being made that really, um, emphasizes contemporary dancers and and celebrates um more contemporary style dancers so i think being in an original broadway cast of a show that um is pulling dancers more from that kind of concert dance world would be very exciting so what's your favorite broadway show ever oh right now um i mean of all time i love hair i think the music in hair is just delicious I love West Side Story. I love a chorus line. Those are such like dancers, dancer kind of musicals. But um, currently, probably Wicked. I think Wicked is just fabulous. Her downstairs neighbors dislike her when she's practicing. She loves a warm chocolate chip cookie and communes with nature whenever she can. She wants you to go see Stomp at a city near you. Madeline Jafari, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks so much for your fun questions. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.